In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. As a mother comforts her child, so shall the Lord himself comfort us. So we come to him who knows our thoughts and call to mind those times when what we have done was wrong in the Lord's sight. As a mother is tender towards her children, so is the Lord tender to those that fear him. Lord, have mercy. The Lord will not always chastise, nor remain angry. Christ, have mercy. I have calmed and quieted my soul, like a weaned child on its mother's lap, is my soul within me. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon us all. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God of compassion, whose son Jesus Christ, the child of Mary, shared the life of a home in Nazareth and on the cross drew the whole human family to himself. Strengthen us in our daily living that in joy and in sorrow we may know the power of your presence to bind together and to heal. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel. In due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I have asked him of the Lord. The man Elkanah and all his household went up to offer the Lord the yearly sacrifice and to pay his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, As soon as the child is weaned, I will bring him that he may appear in the presence of the Lord and remain there forever. I will offer him as a Nazarite for all time. Her husband, Elkanah, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord establish his word. So the woman remained and nursed her son until she weaned him. When she had weaned him, she took him up with her, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine. She brought him to the house of the Lord at Silo, and the child was young. Then they slaughtered the bull, and they brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who was standing here in your presence, praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me the petition that I made to him. Therefore I have lent him to the Lord, As long as he lives, he is given to the Lord. She left him there for the Lord. 
some words from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all consolation, who consoles us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to console those who are in any, any affliction with the consolation which we ourselves are consoled by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are abundant for us, so also our consolation is abundant through Christ. If we are being afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation. If we are being consoled, it is for your consolation, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we also are suffering. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our consolation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts, wherever we may be, be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. With much agonizing, tears and misunderstanding, lonely Hannah brought forth a child against the odds. Previously, her husband had trivialized her grief. Eli, the priest, had thought she was drunk. She herself had seen no hope. But Hannah poured out her very soul in an act of self-giving, a kenosis, a whole offering of all that she was in a lonely tabernacle. She promised that her child, where she granted one, would be dedicated to the God who is the mystery behind all creation. And so it was. And even the joy of fulfilment was bittersweet as she then gave over her child to God, another separation. Hannah, enigmatically, found true life through abandoning what was most precious to her. Remember baby Moses, sheltered in a basket, given over to the waters of the Nile to be rescued by the daughter of the enemy, Pharaoh? This bitter separation and rescue led to a sort of reunion. The mother became her son's nurse for the princess, but the child was never properly hers again. The mother, enigmatically, found true life in her abandonment of what was her very joy, abandoned into the chaotic, uncontrollable waters. Waters. Last Sunday, the last Sunday we were able to gather together for some time, we heard of Jesus promising living water to another woman whose motherhood, had she been a mother, 
would have been anguished and broken. Living water is tears as well as joy. Waters speak of weeping and the towering billows of chaos as much as they do of eternal life. The two are inseparable. Etty Hillison and Simone Bay both brought forth children, so to speak, in the horrors of the dark times of the 1940s through their writing and journaling. Seeds sown into the world which have borne much fruit, treasures which have stood the test of time, even though both their authors perished. All these people, Hilson, Bay, Hannah, Moses' mother, and the woman at the well, they all walked through the valley of tears. And this valley of tears they made into a place of springs, a well of life for others. Mary, the mother of Jesus, having brought him into the world through the tears of misunderstanding, rejection, and escaping a tyrant's wrath, was promised by the old wise Simeon not a smooth ride, but that as the child became a man, he said, a sword will pierce your own soul too. These brave and broken women, through great anguish and tears, brought forth light into the world. They speak to us of all self-giving motherhood. We celebrate today all who have been mothers to us and we give thanks for them. Our mothers brought us forth through water and anguish and only a mother knows fully the tearful valley of separation, the school gate, teenage crises, uni halls or the first new home. This Mothering Sunday though, like none other, we too face isolation and struggle. It is a valley of tears we are entering and our tears must be shed, not stifled. Those for whom isolation is unfamiliar need to learn not to bury the tears with distractions but to face them in times of silence, perhaps on a lonely walk. Yes, we are not in one way, in our isolation, completely alone. Yes, we can write and telephone and support one another through prayer and encouragement, as indeed many already are, as we should. Yes, most of us will come out the other end. For a few, though, only through the waters of death. Whatever happens, there are and will be many tears. We have to go through these waters. There is no other way. So let us weep with the saints, the holy mothers who have gone before us, and like them bring forth into our world something unimaginable that will stand the test of time. In this way, we return to or become Mother Church, bearing Christ into our time. This brings us to one more mother, Mother Nature. She too is weeping. She weeps as we ride roughshod over her fragile fruits as a human race, through our greed, through the misuse and abuse of her gifts. Yet she, like all mothers of wayward children, will bring forth something beautiful. 
the waters of Venice already flow clearer and the fish multiply. But none of this is to explain the destructive malady that is now bringing the whole human race to its knees, nor so many other inexplicable diseases in our world. Some are self-inflicted by humanity, others simply are. To try to explain the enigma of suffering and disease leads only to more suffering. So we don't try to explain. We just weep. We weep like Hannah and Mary and Mother Nature, the mother of Moses. We must weep. Weep as we face isolation, uncertainty and a letting go or a snatching away of so much that we thought to be certain. For how long, we don't know. Is there any hope? Well, none of these stories, Hannah, Mother of Moses, Mary, Etty Hillison, Simone Weil, Mother Nature, none of these stories are ultimately stories of gloom and doom. All of them are life-giving stories, stories where women bring forth something beautiful despite great loss and through many tears. Christ, the child of Mary, himself walked through the valley of tears and made it a place of springs. As his mother's soul was pierced, her wound became her salvation. Julian of Norwich, also known as Mother Julian, enigmatically spoke of our mother, Jesus. Through this one, life came forth from death. In suffering, as St. Paul said, we find consolation and become consolation to others. This is life in all its fullness. This is the same life we stake our life on, by whom we pour our life out. True life can only be discerned through the misty eyes of tears, tears which are not only tears of rage and loss and sorrow, although they are all these things. These tears, if we let go, become also tears of joy, which give way to silent, cleansed, hearts, humanity transfigured and becoming divine in the earth. Weeping may indeed endure through this night, but joy comes in the morning. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. May the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth receives its name strengthen you with his spirit that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that knowing his love you may be filled with the fullness of God and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you wherever you are, and remain with you always. Amen.